Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Braincast. I am host Johnny. And I'm host Chris. And today we're going to be doing an analysis episode. So we're doing something a little bit different with this particular analysis episode. We're going to try and uh, tag team this one. Normally I do them by myself, but we thought maybe we could kind of, you know, play off each other a little bit better um, for uh, the upcoming analysis episodes. We're just going to a little bit of a trial run, see if it works, see how it does. You know, there's a lot of games that you you do analysis of that we've either played or it's something new. And when it's something new, I think uh, it's helpful for me to learn. So I'm glad to be a part of these analysis episodes. (laughs) Ready to dive into Starship Captains, which is the uh, board game we will be analyzing today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this looks good. This looks good because I like Star Trek. So I'm down with this. Yeah, I mean, like just looking at it, the first impulse usually for most people is is star trek especially the positioning the colors and things like that but that's getting ahead of ourselves so first today's episode is sponsored by if you'd like to put have your name in there we would love to have you so feel free we got enough time you know if you want to just go ahead and be like oh you know that that spot where he paused that would be great to have my company name we think so too we're getting, we're getting plans. We're getting plans. <clears throat> we're getting <All> right. people. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start with, what is Starship Captains? Just a little bit of background. So Starship Captains is a game by uh, Peter Hofgard, and it's published by uh, Czech Games Edition. They're the same people that did Lost Ruins of Arnak. And uh, Falling Skies, Galaxy Trucker, uh, a handful of others. And you know how much we love Lost Ruins of Arnak. We absolutely adore <laughs> Lost Ruins of Arnak. Shut up. <laughs> Saying. We we've talked about it so much that I feel like this this has an honorary place within our within our podcast. Actually I'm starting to feel bad. Like I feel like I'm just like, am I trashing it too much? I didn't think I was, but no. maybe I am. I think I, it's it you just bring it up. I oh yes, it's if anything, that's good for you people because you're like, this game is certainly memorable. Basically what happens in Starship Captains is that it features you as the captain of your starship uh, and your crew. And you will basically go out and you complete away missions while simultaneously fighting off space pirates. The goal of the game is to try and complete as many away missions as possible because they're worth victory points. So whoever has the most victory points at the end of the game wins. Now, the more you fight space pirates and stuff like that, you can earn points, but usually they're for like secondary objectives and things like that. Bonuses. Relics, which we'll get to in just a second. The theme overall, if you want to look at it, is it's basically Star Trek meets Flash Gordon. You have the the overall layout of Star Trek. You know, you have the ship, the crew, the away missions. The uniforms. The uniforms, <laughs> the colors. Like, it's, it's very, very blatantly inspired by, I use the term inspired by in quotes, um, inspired by Star Trek. So... Again, I don't think it's a horrible thing because I like Star Trek. I like games that are like Star Trek. You know, I'm just a big space fan in general. So it, it doesn't, I don't think it's a bad thing because it just it's, it just looks delightful. So the art style is definitely reminiscent of Star Trek. You know, the matching uniforms, similar ship design, especially if you grew up in the next generation era. And it's very, very lighthearted. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I like it. Is that it's a, 
it's not a game where you're out in space and you're trying to survive like the the cold vast depths of space and you know things like that i have a game like that it's unset it's called unsettled and it's actually really really amazing but, but th this is a, a far cry from that this, this is definitely a far cry from that that particular game I think, you know, Czech Games Editions, they always do these, like, lighthearted, fun games, which, you know, it's, it's right in their wheelhouse. So that's a, that's a definite plus for them. Now, what does this have to do with uh, a variable action point system? Because that's the system that we had talked about in our 3BG episode. Correct. Uh, Starship Captains operates kind of similarly to Lost Ruins of Arnak in the terms of it has a variable action point system. Now, uh, as a reminder, a variable action point system means on your turn, you can do one particular action or more, depending on the game, from a list of actions. So, you know, you have, you can do this action, this action, this action, this action, or that's it. So in Lost Ruins, it was, you could move the book, you could get the resources and stuff like that, all keep going yeah. until you ran out. Yeah. So uh, in Lost Ruins of Arnak, you could place your meeple to gain resources, research up the track. You also had cards that had lightning bolt symbols. And so even if you had spent your two uh, meeple workers, you could still play action so you weren't exactly out of the round. And it's it's sort of similar to this game. Awesome. Um, so in this particular game, you have uh, your crew standing by in the ready room. And what happens nice. is, nice. <laughs> right? You're like, mm, ready, okay. Ready room. Ready room. There we go. Uh, so what happens is you can go to a planet and go on, assign certain crew members to an away mission, or you can assign them to rooms on your ship, in which case they would do whatever action that is. But basically you have one action on your turn and you get to do uh, any certain number of those actions. Once you've done your one action on your turn, you pass. Now, uh, how it's like Lost Ruins of Arnak is that even if you're out of people, that doesn't necessarily mean you're done for the round. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have what's called relics, ancient relics, I think it's relics. It's either relics or artifacts. It's one or the other. If you have two relics and they have a similar color, you can activate a room on your ship. Now, uh, how you go about getting relics is, this is what I was talking about, the space pirates earlier. So you defeat space pirates, you can usually get a, a relic. Uh, you might be able to get them some other way. I don't believe so. Uh, usually if you defeat uh, a relic or if you go around a, a particular civilization track, there's three civilization tracks. Uh, sometimes they reward you bonuses. So if you have two artifacts on your ship and they have a matching color, you can activate a room on your ship. Now, usually each ship starts with the same rooms. You can move, you can research and then you can fight i believe and the more you research the more rooms you can draft from the technology row i believe is what it's called mm -hmm. so you can actually start upgrading your ship with more rooms now you do have to be careful though because you, you only have so much space and relics can only activate rooms with colors i believe i believe they're artifacts they're artifacts mm -hmm. okay it allows you to take more actions than you have people, which is similar to what Lost Ruins of Arnak did. But unlike Lost Ruins of Arnak, you can only do it maybe once or twice because you just don't have that many relics. You normally... Artifacts. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit more limited than, say, Lost Ruins of Arnak, where you could just 
have this turn where you play out your entire hand over like a whole bunch of things. You technically, you really can't do that here. I, I was never able to do that in Lost Ruins. So. <laughs> yeah, it was like you were, you were playing it and you're just like, how on earth did you unleash that combo? I think I had one person move up the track like halfway in one round after I had already passed. So I was like, I, I was like, did I, did I black out or something? Because I don't even know how you got all the way up there. Yeah, so but it's it's a little bit more restricted in Starship Captains, which I think works better because it means no one's really going to run away with anything because mm-hmm. you can only do like one or two, maybe two act- extra actions. Another good thing about it is that the game is only played over four rounds. So it's it's a little bit quicker. Than I was going to say, that seems like a pretty quick game right there. Yes, and one of the things that I appreciated the fact was that this does not have deck building like uh, Arnek did. Mm. Um, so I feel like I feel like it works better without the deck building aspect. I'm very much like the researching and unlocking more rooms aspect. It makes more sense thematically. And it also, I feel like, speeds the game along a little bit better. Yeah, the only cards in here are the tech cards, the Omega, and the missions. So are you, I guess the question is, are you still getting cards? Like, you're not really building a deck. You're just grabbing what you can to be useful for a period of time, but you don't, you don't have a hand. Correct. You don't have a hand. You don't have a deck or anything like that. So basically what happens is the way you add rooms to your ship is you basically use the, the science crew member, which is the blue one. And you are allowed to get a card off Technology Road. doesn't cost you anything. There's no money. So you just basically add it to your ship. Nifty. Yeah. Uh, another interesting aspect is another way to do more actions is if you have your Technology Row... And you just so happen to line up two symbols, one with the card and one with a, either a location, an empty location or a matching card that has a matching symbol, you can take a free action. So that is another way. But let me tell you, <laughs> you lose track of that so easily. I honestly, the first couple of times I played it, I was like, this is super annoying <laughs> because it's like you would play the card and then a turn later, you're like, Oh my gosh, I could if I just played this card to the left room instead of the right room, I would have been able to take an extra action. Oh. And so uh, it's it's very easy to forget. And the symbols are actually very, very small on the technology room cards. Well, uh, I would say that's one of the slight drawbacks at the moment of all this stuff is how small it is. But that that's later. That's later. That's I was just, la- that's just later. looking at the pieces right now. <laughs> the board is in front of us. So, yeah. You know. the, there's, there's quite a few components to it. So... Um, Check games editions love there's their little bits and bobs and stuff like that. That's kind of the main uh, mechanic used in Starship Captains is the variable action point system. Okay. You have like one or two other things like the modified worker placement, you know, having your crew in the ready room, they can either go to a room or they can go on an away mission. You know, you're not going and getting a resource or anything like that. You're basically just activating rooms on your ship. Modified resource management. Instead of getting a whole bunch of you know supplies or materials, you get what's called medals. Uh, you can get this by completing away missions. You can get this by advancing up one of the three civilization tracks. Think of civilization tracks as sort of like a very streamlined version of the research track from Lost Ruins of Arnak. Okay. So you can go up one of three different tracks, and usually how you go up those tracks is, again, 
by completing away missions that have like a little bonus and stuff. So the more you go around the civilization track and you go all the way around, you can keep going and stuff, but it's a way to get extra points and stuff. Uh, but metals is the one of the resources that you actually do get. And metals come in handy because you can retrain crew members. Like if you don't need three yellow guys, you can just chip in a metal and change it to a red or a blue guy. I think it's called retraining. Oh. And if you spend three medals, I believe you can promote one of your crew members to a commander. Nice. Right? You can, you know, have him have a beard and do funny uh, walks over a chair. But his name wouldn't be Riker. It would be Piker. Piker, who yeah. loves playing jazz for some reason. No, no, not jazz. Not jazz. Uh, not jazz. No, too close. Too close. Too close. Too close. Uh, what's it going to be? Scat. Scat. There we go. Everyone just groans on the ship. <laughs> they play safe. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop doing that. They're like, that. at least with jazz, you know, it was kind of mellow. But with scat, you're just like, oh, geez, there he goes again. Well, I'm not getting into it, but he was a little <laughs> bluesy with his jazz music when he would play. So there would be some some real... Nah, no, I'm not. Free I'm getting, off, free, I'm getting <laughs> off tangent. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, so, yeah, you basically can promote people to a commander. And then when they're a commander, whenever they do an action, you actually do that action twice. Okay. So if you promote a red shirt, I think that allows you to move, if I remember correctly. It's been a little bit since I played this game. If you promote your commander and you have a move, you can actually take two move actions instead of one. If you promote your uh, science officer, you can do research twice instead of uh, just once. So um, I think the other one is attacking pirates is the gold crew member which is odd because it's like usually there's only one pirate along your path so that's usually why i didn't do that <laughs> that's kind of limiting but yeah uh, i mean it, it, it just depends because like you said if you get enough gold rooms and stuff you can activate those and then item purchasing is kind of what i already discussed with the with the science people it's basically it's just researching a room and adding it to your to your ship so I think they did a very good job of just like making this as user friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you don't have to worry about currency. You don't have to worry about, you know, deck building or anything like that. You basically put your guy on a spot and then you activate a room on your ship. Yep. That's it. it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it seems like you have uh, the options, like you said, the red, yellow, and blue. They have the cadets, which is, I mean, cadets are never useful, but I'm assuming <laughs> they have something to do in this one. And then you have androids, more datas, more datas. So uh, cadets basically can repair your ship and that's it. They can't activate any rooms. So you'd have to retrain them to do that. So useless. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. All you're doing is just lugging them around so they can fix your shit when it breaks. <sighs> uh, and then robots actually are only good for away missions. They're like a wild. So that can be kind of helpful. Uh, whenever you're like trying to accomplish away missions and you have like one or two. Uh, so that's pretty much it in terms of like all the mechanics that this game can cover. Like I said, they're not trying to get super, super complicated with this one. I think going back to the variable action point system, this is probably the most important mechanic that they have in this particular game. Mm -hmm. And that is looking at it. I was trying to think, would this game play the same if it was a different mechanic? 
In- I would imagine it would not play the same, but uh, I guess it depends on what kind of mechanic you're trying you're trying to replace the variable action point system with. So that's what I was trying to think because yeah. I, I, one of the things that I like about this particular game is that you know you're going on away missions and stuff, and you're trying to fight off space pirates, and I'm like, that's cool. But interestingly, this is one of those the rare games where I'm like, man, I really wish they had actually done more with it. You know, I would have liked a little bit more meat mm-hmm. on this particular bone because it's like it's good. But I feel like if they had chosen to make it not necessarily so beginner friendly, I feel like it would have been a much more in-depth game. That could just be me um, because I do I do enjoy games that are relatively easy to teach. But at the same time, I also like it when there's there's a good amount of depth thinking about it i was like the only thing i can think of is if you had like a bigger galaxy map because the board that comes with this contains eight or nine planets something like that where that's where you put your away missions 14 14 spaces or planets spaces okay so there's 14 spaces i think three of them are for spaceports so there's like 11 available but I feel like if you wanted to go to a certain sector and you could do like multiple away missions or something like that, I thought that could make it a little bit more interesting. Do you remember Eldritch Horror? Yes. So you remember it was like that big board and you could go different places and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I thought maybe if it was on a board like that, where it's just like this grand board mm-hmm. uh, about the sector in space and you could go to like just a whole bunch of different places, you know, do certain missions that would not be revealed until you got there. So you're like, okay, there's think of it as like waypoints. Oh, there's a waypoint over here. That means there's a mission available. I don't know what the mission is until I actually get to the planet. So I would go to the planet and I would try and do the mission. And if I had the right crew, then, you know, that would be good. Yeah. But if I don't have the right crew, I'd be like, Oh, how can I get the right crew in order to be able to accomplish this? The problem with my thinking is that it would make it a lot more complicated, which I, I'm pretty sure the Czech Games Edition would be like, no. Yeah, it does seem like if you're kind of comparing it to the Lost Ruins, if you've played Lost Ruins, you can probably play this game without a problem. And Lost Ruins is not a, a complicated game. Very straightforward. The board might be large, but I think that's just because they gave you... Ample room. Ample room for everything. Yeah. You know, They wanted you to see all the background and stuff like that. If anything, the background for this board is a little, a little too simple. <laughs> but you know, they give you they give whole you a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. There's space in terms of space. In you're terms go, of space, you're going through space though. That's the whole yeah. point. Space is vast. It so is vast. I can see it. I think that the, the larger the board would have made it, the more complicated. So I, I definitely get why they they decided against it. Yeah, I would say that's probably one of the big things about it is the fact that I probably would would want to make it a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, rephrase. I would probably want to make it a little bit more uh, in-depth mm-hmm. um, because as much as I enjoy doing Starship Captains and going from planet to planet to do away missions, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't really that taxing. Like... I would just go to a planet and I would spend whoever was there. And I usually already had them ready in my ready room because they're actually very good about not, you know, just making it a solid, like you need three yellows 
or you need three blues. It's usually a blue, a red, and a yellow, or a blue and a red, or a yellow and a blue, you know? And then, of course, there's there's an away mission or two where you specifically need an android, but those are pretty, uh, pretty rare. Mm-hmm. So whenever I played this game, I felt like I wasn't doing nearly enough. Okay. If that makes sense. You, you, I like how you were like, the game that we played earlier was unsettled, and that's so complicated, and now I'm playing this. It's a little too simple. No, I, no. I need something. I need something a little bit more. This is something a little, bit a little bit more. Meat. Little bit. So now I didn't say it was too complicated. <laughs> I, it was. It sounded I said like was, you were wetting your pants it because was, it was complicated. It was more in depth. That game can be pretty, uh, pretty complicated actually. Yeah. So it it requires a lot more strategy, and uh, it's a co op game. So it requires a lot more strategy because basically you're trying to survive on alien planets. And I think I think it's very well done. Um, with this one, I like what they did, but I just thought that they left some stuff on the table. Mm-hmm. Now, I do remember that I did feel this way about Lost Ruins of Arnak, where I was like, there is something off about this game. Uh, at least when I first bought it. I was like, there's something off about this game that I think they could add. They could change. They could do something better. And then they came out with the Leader Expeditions. I think it was Leader Expeditions. It was expeditions or something. The expansion. Yes. So they added the expansion with the characters that kind of came into it. Correct. Right. And that drastically improved the game. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm just like, I do enjoy Lost Runs of Arnak. I probably will only play it with the leaders because I feel like if it doesn't have the leaders, it's just kind of too simple. Mm. And so this is one of the games that I'm actually excited thinking about the expansion. So they haven't announced it or anything like that. But you know it's there. I was like, the potential is so high for this game. Yeah. For to, for an expansion. I was just like, you could do another board with another quadrant or something like that. Or you could do more missions. You could add more enemies and things. Ooh, I was worm, like, there's... Wormhole to the other quadrant. Wormhole. Yeah. I was like, you, you have a lot of potential. And especially if they enjoy, you know paying homage to certain, you know, sci-fi properties you know that that is also a very wide open play area for them as well so if they don't put out an expansion for this game i will be very surprised yeah maybe the ship will run into a space station called avalon minus (laughs) five who knows who knows who knows knows? uh it's funny you actually mentioned that i thought you're gonna go with the deep space nine reference (laughs) but no i i appreciate your reference better yours yours was a better reference than mine just kind of going over it, the variable action point system for Starship Captains is probably the best mechanic that they can use for this style of game. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to do something else, it probably would have made the game a little bit more complicated than they wanted it. Uh, that's true. It probably, you know, you, you could change a whole bunch of things. You could have made it more card-based and then possibly had a, a very different structure to it, you know, card management, trying to figure things out. But then, you know, we've played the Star Trek card game and that wasn't that much fun so (laughs) now i'm glad they went this system this approach right here so to be clear that is that is the old decipher star trek game the first edition they did they revamped it for the second edition og OG, yes both the og the og one is the one that we grew up with and you know 
it had all the ships, it had all the people, but I mean, if you were playing any race other than the Federation, you were screwed. You were screwed and you just wanted to end the game to end. Yeah, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm being destroyed by the Enterprise and I, I also like it a little bit. I have four Klingon birds of prey. <laughs> All being destroyed by the yeah, Enterprise. All, all being destroyed by the Enterprise. Suddenly it feels like that uh, yesterday's Enterprise episode. Yeah. That's not to say that that's bad. You know, the, the variable action point system. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you wanted to maybe make it a little bit more in-depth, even with this system, I think it could still work. But uh, again, based on how the game looks and acts and is portrayed, uh, it definitely feels like they were going for... Uh, simplicity is the best approach for a game like this. And I can see that because some, there are some sci-fi games that are just really a little over the top, not necessarily just over the top bad, just, you know, full of mechanics and stuff like that. I think black angel and beyond the stars comes to mind on the plus side. The graphic design is, is top notch. Like the artwork. I love the art style. I think all the, icon the iconography i think it works uh i think there was only one thing on the boards that i just could not figure out and i had to go to the rule book for everything else i was just like i'm pretty sure i know what that symbol means as far as paying homage to star trek yes let's be honest this is what it is this is what it is oh they do a, a very good job you know the ship itself looks like something that could come straight out of Straight out of Star Trek, but it, it has enough of a, a difference in it that you go, this could be something relatively new. The uniforms, while they match in terms of the color of the red, the blue, and the gold, well, they changed them up just enough to make it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Empire from Star Wars. Uh, they have the, the, the way that they're very crisp and clean uniform, but also a little bit of the like you were saying the iconography the the cooperator of how it has the triangle there mm. you know it just reminds me of star wars in that sense but the pirates the robots the other ships that are there the missions even the missions themselves look very you know they've come from a couple of different movies that we've <laughs> watched and so it's it's kind of interesting to see i i do like how the pirates they went literal with space pirates yeah. And these guys look like they could have been on, you know, Blackbeard's boat. They could have been on Blackbeard's could boat. Could have been on Blackbeard's straight boat. Straight out of it. Yep. And and now they're in space. Yep. Hey, let's not get too crazy with it, you know? Sometimes that's that's the fun. And I feel like that's really what they were going to trying to nail was they're like, let's just nail the fun aspect of it. Um if you're looking at the component quality, the component quality is pretty good. I would say, you know, the the tokens, standard issue punch board. You know, uh, nothing too too crazy with that one. Um, the little the little people, they are uh, not necessarily like the cheapest of plastic, but they're also not the highest quality either. So it's it's like a really weird mix. The main c- complaint I have is the starships themselves. <laughs> they're punch outs that you kind of fold into like little ships. Yeah. So. You're like, huh, okay. I mean, that, that works, I guess. But take a look at these. Oh, yeah. These are nice starships. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of background. I saw some of those starship models on, uh, I think it was BGG. Someone posted pictures. And I was like, those starships look really cool. 
And then I got the game and it did not have those starships. And I was like, that's genuinely disappointing. And so I went looking and I was just like, what are those starships? Uh, it turns out that that particular model, for those of you that aren't aware, uh, if you want to print miniatures, you need a file model called an STL file. So it's, it's basically like a 3D rendition of whatever. They had the models for the starships on the Czech Games Edition website. And you could download them for free. And I was like, wait a second. Why can you download them from the website for free when you have just included them in the game? That's what led me to think that maybe it was a Kickstarter and they just had not funded the little minis. Because, I mean, those little minis look cool. Yeah, they're pretty nice. They're definitely a, an upgrade over the cardboard versions of the Starships. I right? Agree with that. So uh, they still looked, I feel like, our marked improvement over the cardboard chips. Yeah. They're 3D printed? They are. Yeah. Yes. So they're 3D printed, and uh, my friend painted them. I thought for sure that it was some sort of Kickstarter that had failed to get the STL files as a, like a bonus goal or something like that. Um, but no, they... It, it, they just had them. They didn't do a Kickstarter for this, hmm. as far as I know. I looked it up, and usually whenever you look up something in Kickstarter, even if it's a completed... You can uh, find the history you, file, Yeah, you can yeah. still find it. But this was not on there. Hmm. And I was like, that's super weird. Like, why would you go through the time to have the STL files made if you weren't planning on actually putting them in the game? So it's just one of those things that just kind of boggled my mind. So... But yeah, for the most part, the the component quality and stuff like that, it's, it's pretty standard issue. It's pretty good. So uh, I didn't really have any problems with it. The only other thing was the uh, the starships themselves. Uh, that's not uh, double layered print. That's not double layered board. So basically, what happens is you have double sided tape, and you put like three dots inside the little thing, and you close it, and that's it. So, like, if you pulled hard enough, you could literally just pull that ship apart in half. Interesting. Yeah, I had never really seen it before. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, that's interesting. Why didn't you just make a double-sided, like, punch board? So, that's the only other thing I had. Because I was like, those, that tape is really, those were really small dots. I was just like, what the heck are these things? Oh, so, they provided the tape? They did provide the tape. So, they provided the tape for you to tape the board together. How interesting. That right? is very interesting. Right? I'm just like, I've never actually, you know, I've obviously punched stuff out. I've had minis, you know, and things like that. But I've never really had one where it sort of required this kind of level of assembly mm -hmm. or this style of assembly. So, like, having the double-sided tape come so I could tape the ship together, I was like, this is... Very unusual. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, these these ships are kind of put together in the same way, like an Everdell with the tree that's kind of just um, with the slots where you put everything in there and the tree stands and there you go. So these mini ships that you're kind of using as your main pieces to move around, that makes sense, and I get it. Not the best, and the Everdell tree is also not the best. But, <laughs> but I've never really heard of, of somebody sending you a punch-out board and you taping the two pieces together to make to make something that's that's so unusual yeah that's why i was just like i don't understand and it's not like check games edition is a small like publisher anymore mm -hmm. like they're they're a very big publisher 
So I was I was just confused as to maybe they're trying something different. Maybe they're like, we'll see how it does. If enough people complain, then we won't do it anymore. Um, or maybe this was just a one time thing with the with the maybe they had a problem with the distributor or the printer or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, all I know is that I've never had to tape together a, a double sided board. Usually, if it's double uh, double layered, excuse me. If it usually if it's double layered, then it's already made that way but maybe maybe it was too big or something i'm not sure so we talked about the graphic design we talked about the quality the components and stuff like that um overall i would say it's a very solid game maybe seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten yeah not and and not because it's like you know bad or anything like that i would say it's it's very solid it does what it needs to do um, I just wish there was a little bit more depth. I wish that the minis had actually come with the game as opposed to the, like, the little plastic components and stuff. The, we've seen worse, though. We've seen worse, yeah. yes. Uh, the main thing that I do enjoy is the fact that it is a relatively quick play. Yeah, I was just noticing that on the board it says 25 minutes. Uh, so, I guess that's 25 minutes per person. Yeah, that's that's why it has a little slash per and it yeah. has a little person symbol like which right. I've also never seen before where they go it's twenty five minutes per person for this it's kind of yeah, like what usually, <laughs> usually it says like ninety to one hundred and twenty and stuff like that yeah but this time it's just like no it's about like twenty minutes per person or something like that so yeah. if you have if you play this game with people that actually know how to play uh, Starship Captains I would imagine it could probably actually go a little bit faster. So probably what, like 45 minutes overall for a game if you're talking about veterans that have played this before? Yeah, I'm talking about like a three play, three to four player, actually just probably three player game. Three player game with people that I know that have played it before. Yeah, you could probably knock it out in about 40, 45 minutes. That is a pretty quick game, actually. Yeah, uh, like the first time I played it, I was actually surprised at how fast we went because it was a teaching game. And I was just like, did you guys want to play it again? <laughs> and so they were like, yeah, okay. So it's it's one of those games where it almost feels like a filler game. Well, it, does does that mean that the the four rounds is limiting? Like, should there have been another round or? or I actually almost feel like there should have been. Okay. Like it's it's super weird. Like with Lost Ruins of Arnak, I also feel like it was a little too short, and that was five rounds. And so with this one, I feel like four rounds is just like one turn too short. Well, with the with the Lost Ruins, it was always like the card management is where we got into trouble because it was like five rounds was nowhere near enough time to build up the cards. And you were like, and I'm still trying to do a bunch of stuff on the side and I'm trying to collect all the cards from the monsters I just killed. Yeah, it's it can be like with Lost Ruins, there's just so much going on that I feel like you could easily have made that seven rounds, especially if you have deck building because I feel like deck building needs time to breathe thankfully in starship captains it doesn't it doesn't really need take time to breathe so Mm -hmm. i would say don't go longer than five but at least you could probably do five turns no problem well you don't you don't have card management so breathing is not necessary that's we're not telling people not to breathe i'm just we're just saying that you know breathing is means something different right now yes 
it's like before we fine, get in trouble, like a fine wine, you gotta yes. let it breathe. Let, let it breathe. Yes, you have to. You have to have the bouquet of the game. Exactly. Oh my gosh, are we those guys? We're we're, we're just we're like those guys. We're those guys. We're like mm, yes, the bouquet of Starship Captains. Yes, yes. drinking the flavor, flavor country. That's right. If you like Star Trek, I would definitely pick it up. Which I do. There you go. Yeah, but see, you don't have to pick it up because I already own it. That's true. So I'm just gonna borrow it. Just gonna borrow it. So it was. It was. It was just a delight. It was. It was a fun. It was a fun game to play. Um, when you need something that's not too much of a brain burner, but you also want to play like multiple ma- uh, multiple games in a game night, this would kind of slot really good right in there. Looking back on it, you're like, oh, I can actually play multiple games if I get this to the game table. Because usually it's like, nowadays, you only play like one game. Yeah. So. Well, unless, you, unless you're spending all day playing games. Yeah. If you were like, oh, I just want to play, you know, a good solid game. That's usually about a two, two and a half hour yeah, adventure. Like, all right. And we're done here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely say this was a good one for like an hour and a half for sure. If, especially if it's for beginners. Um, which really, really works. Well, and again, you know, Lost Ruins was not a was not a complicated game to learn. We went through it and we were able to play it and enjoy it, I think, relatively quickly. So I'm excited to see this type of game where it's using very similar mechanics, but it's in a sci-fi mode, so I'm okay with that too. And you you just get to have what looks like a you know, go to different planets and have adventures. So it's not, it's not complicated and you're not trying. And from what I gather, it's, you're trying to whoever gets the most points, but you, again, you're not pitting each other against each other, you know? Right. It's, it's, Oh, someone came up with a term for it where it wasn't competitive, but it was competitive. So it was like, it was like a combative or something like that. It was like co-op, but competitive cooperative. No, crap someone literally just told me i was just like that's a fantastic word i have to remember it and i completely botched it i blew it i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah it's basically where you're kind of like in a race against everybody else so you're not directly going up against them yeah i think you can't even attack them with your ship yeah which was very different from the card game (laughs) yes definitely very different from the card game one thing i would love for them to do in an expansion is include actual captains that have powers like very much like the expedition leaders. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I would love that. I would love to have like my ship and my captain. And I think that would just do so well. So again, like I said, this is one of those games where I heartily look forward to an expansion. Um, Hopefully it'll accomplish all my hopes and dreams. uh, And I'm not just setting myself up for failure. I think that's about it actually. So overall, seven and a half, that was a good score. You know, uh, it's something that we'll definitely be adding to our our repertoire, you know, though it's only four players, which is unfortunate yeah. as always. But yeah, it's one of those things where I, I do wish they had maybe like one more player. That way we could one get every more ship. I, one yeah, more ship. I, I don't know. It's, it's, super, it's super weird how many games are only up to four nowadays. Um, there's, I mean, there, obviously there's games out there that go higher than that, but still it feels like every game I'm kind of jazzed about is going to be like two to four. It hits that four limit and then "Eh, we're done. You're like, gosh, darn it, man. Come on. Just, just one more, just one more player. 
So hopefully they can include that in the expansion. But that for that one, I'm not holding my breath because it's like with Arnak, I was kind of hoping for a fifth player expansion um, and they didn't do it. So, mm. I mean, who knows? Maybe they will. Uh, if they do, I'll be the first one to buy it because I, I, I would like that game at five players, just like I would like this game at five players. Uh, I think it's fast enough to where it could handle five players pretty okay. The only thing that might need to change is you might need to make the map a little bit bigger. Yeah, I was going to say maybe that fifth person would help chew up the board a little bit more. So maybe yeah. an expansion, like you were saying, to another quadrant. So That actually would be pretty dope. So, All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this particular analysis episode. Uh, we hope you found everything enlightening. Christopher, I hope you got a good sense of the game based on what we kind of talked about um, in terms of, you know, just the overall components quality style of the actual game not to mention uh i hope everyone learned something about the variable action point system so basically our conclusion to that came in the form of it works with the action point system if you wanted to change it you'd probably make the game more complicated and that's not what they were trying to do yeah so they wanted to go with the simpler is better approach which i think works for this particular game so Really, it is up to you. This game obviously could be modified with different with a different main mechanic, like worker placement, having your crew members go to different planets to get resources. With a deck builder, we've already seen a deck builder sort of in action with this uh, this particular theme. You know, uh, rolling dice for you know successes on stat checks and stuff like that. So it can be done, but that's not what they were going for. So just keep that in mind whenever you're designing your game that usually you can have different mechanics and stuff like that. But which one fits best for your game, that's for you to decide. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, don't forget, if you like this podcast, feel free to check out the links and leave a review. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. Apparently we have one of those. That's always nice. Feel free to subscribe to the newsletter to stay up to date on any of the stuff we got going on. Speaking of which, one of the things that we do have going on is that we will be having a Kickstarter soon for our main game, Monster Mash Grand Prix. It is a one to five racing game where you try and put together a monster and send them around on a racetrack, hoping to be first. Mario Kart style. Mario Kart style, that's right. That's how you do it. How you do it. And we'll probably we'll probably be having an episode on that here in the next couple of weeks, actually. So we'll go into an even deeper dive there. But check us out on the social media as well. Jonathan's always doing some really interesting stuff, bringing up all the in-depth details about Monster Mesh Grand Prix. And you can kind of see some of the other games that we are working on as well. I'm host Johnny. And I'm host Chris. And we will see you next time on the Braincast. Happy gaming, everyone.